No other book has so profoundly impacted so many lives as the Bible. Welcome to Simply the Bible, the Through the Bible teaching program of Pastor Daryl Zachman of Calvary Chapel, Treasure Valley. Today we see where Amaziah reigns in Judah. He defeats the Edomites, but when he challenges Israel, he is defeated. It's a lesson in not meddling where we don't belong. We hope you'll join us as Pastor Daryl continues in 2 Kings chapter 13 on Simply the Bible. King Jehoash of Israel had heard Elisha was dying and visited him. As he was there, Elisha told him to shoot an arrow eastward. This was the arrow of God's deliverance from the Syrians. Then Elisha told him to strike his arrows on the ground. Jehoash struck the ground three times and stopped. Elisha said, you will defeat the Syrians three times. We continue in 2 Kings chapter 13, verse 20. Then Elisha died, and they buried him. And the raiding bands from Moab invaded the land in the spring of the year. So it was as they were burying a man that suddenly they spied a band of raiders, and they put the man in the tomb of Elisha. And when the man was let down and touched the bones of Elisha, he revived and stood on his feet. Now, because Israel had forsaken the Lord, the Moabites were marauding. They were invading the land in the spring, which was the time of the early harvest. Some grave diggers were burying a man. And when they spotted the raiders, they tossed the body into Elisha's tomb where it touched Elisha's bones. Suddenly, the corpse revived and stood on his feet. Now, imagine the look on those grave diggers' faces. So, Elisha's final miracle happened after he died. But this event was more than just an entry to Ripley's Believe It or Not. It proved that Elisha's prophecy of the three defeats of the Syrians would certainly come to pass. There was life in that old prophet even after he was dead. And Haziel, king of Syria, oppressed Israel all the days of Jehoahaz. But the Lord was gracious to them, had compassion on them, and regarded them because of his covenant with Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob, and would not yet destroy them or cast them from his presence. Haziel oppressed Israel. Many years earlier, Elisha had gone to Damascus. Ben-Hadad, the king of Syria, sent Haziel to inquire of the prophet to see if he would recover from his sickness. Elisha told Haziel that the Lord showed him that Ben-Hadad would die and that Haziel would become the next king of Syria. Then Elisha stared at Haziel and began to weep. And Haziel said, why are you weeping? And he answered, because I know the evil that you will do to the children of Israel. Their strongholds you will set on fire and their young men you will kill with the sword and you will dash their children and rip open their women with child. So now Haziel, the king of Syria, was fulfilling this prophecy of Elisha. What a terrible burden this would have been for Israel to bear. But it was the consequences of their disobedience to God. 
However, the Lord was gracious to them and he had compassion on them. How many chapters could we write on the Lord's grace, mercy, and compassion? He regarded them and was not willing to send them away even though Israel had been an unfaithful wife. He remembered his covenant with Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. Therefore, he was patient with them and would not yet destroy them or cast them from his presence. Now, you know, the longer I walk with the Lord, the more I am convinced of the value of the Lord's presence. I think it's something we can so easily take for granted. My pastor used to always begin his prayers, Father, thank you for your presence. And I used to wonder why he said that. But I've come to appreciate the Lord's presence more than money or possessions or recognition. I relate to the words of David in Psalm 27. One thing I have desired of the Lord, that will I seek, that I may dwell in the house of the Lord all the days of my life, to behold the beauty of the Lord and to inquire in his temple. The truth is that we were created to know and to enjoy the presence of the Lord, and we will never be fulfilled until we are doing just that. Verse 24, Now Haziel, king of Syria, died. Then Ben-Hadad, his son, reigned in his place. Then Jehoash, the son of Jehoahaz, recaptured from the hand of Ben-Hadad, the son of Haziel, the cities which he had taken out of the hand of Jehoahaz, his father, by war. Three times Jehoash defeated him and recaptured the cities of Israel. Haziel was a tough king, and perhaps his son Ben-Hadad was not so tough. Or maybe Jehoash saw this as an opportunity to recapture the land that Haziel had taken while the young Ben-Hadad was taking the throne. But the truth was that Jehoash defeated the Syrians three times because that is what Elisha prophesied. In the second year of Jehoash, the son of Jehoahaz, king of Israel, Amaziah, the son of Joash, the king of Judah, became king. He was 25 years old when he became king, and he reigned 29 years in Jerusalem. His mother's name was Jehoaddan of Jerusalem, and he did what was right in the sight of the Lord, yet not like his father David. He did everything as his father Joash had done. However, the high places were not taken away, and the people still sacrificed and burned incense on the high places. King Amaziah of Judah was a good king, but he did not live up to the standard of David. He was like his father Joash. He permitted the people to sacrifice and burn incense as the pagans did on the high places. Now it happened as soon as the kingdom was established in his hand that he executed his servants who had murdered his father, the king. But the children of the murderers he did not execute according to what is written in the book of the law of Moses, in which the Lord commanded, saying, Fathers shall not be put to death for their children, nor children be put to death for their fathers, but a person shall be put to death for his own sin. Amaziah's father, Joash, had been assassinated because he executed Zechariah, the son of Jehoiada, the high priest, when Zechariah prophesied against him for turning from the Lord. When Amaziah's kingdom was established, he then executed his father's assailants. But unlike the practices of other nations, he did not execute their children. 
He obeyed God's law, which said that children should not be put to death for their father's sins. God holds each person responsible for his or her own sins. We should never play the blame game. True, you may have had a rough start. You may have had bad parents, but you don't have to follow their pattern. And you can't use bad parents as an excuse for bad deeds. We will each give an account to God for our own sin. God is just. He killed 10,000 Edomites in the Valley of Salt and took Selah by war and called its name Jachthilel to this day. I recommend that you read 2 Chronicles 25, the companion chapter on the life of Amaziah. It gives more details than this passage in 2 Kings. Amaziah mustered an army of 300,000 from Judah, but he didn't think that was enough. So he hired an additional 100,000 soldiers from Israel for 100 talents of silver, about four tons. A man of God warned Amaziah not to do that because the Lord was not with Israel. Amaziah replied, well, what about the 100 talents of silver? And the man answered, the Lord is able to give you much more than this. So Amaziah sent the troops from Israel home, but they were so angry that on the way they raided the cities of Judah, killed 3,000 people, and took much spoil. Amaziah paid a steep price for trusting in man rather than in God. Now, God gave Amaziah a great victory against the Edomites, and he was able to reclaim territory that formerly belonged to Judah. But he brought back with him the gods of the Edomites, set them up as his gods, bowed down before them, and burned incense to them. Now, did that make any sense? These so-called gods had not been able to help the Edomites at all. God was angry with Amaziah and sent a prophet to rebuke him, but Amaziah wouldn't listen and threatened to kill the prophet. Therefore, we see this great character defect in Amaziah. With the victory under his belt, his heart was filled with pride, and he turned to idols rather than to the Lord. Then Amaziah sent messengers to Jehoash, the son of Jehoahaz, the son of Jehu, the king of Israel, saying, Come, let us face one another in battle. And Jehoash, king of Israel, sent to Amaziah, king of Judah, saying, The thistle that was in Lebanon sent to the cedar that was in Lebanon, saying, Give your daughter to my son as wife. And a wild beast that was in Lebanon passed by and trampled the thistle. You have indeed defeated Edom, and your heart has lifted you up. Glory in that and stay at home. For why should you meddle with trouble so that you fall, you and Judah with you? Amaziah was sore about what the mercenary troops from Israel did to Judah, so he challenged King Jehoash. Jehoash replied with a parable that made Amaziah a thistle with delusions of grandeur. He wanted the cedar's daughter as a wife for his son, but then a wild beast trampled the thistle to the ground. So Jehoash said, be content with your victory. Why should you meddle and make trouble for yourself? And that is just a good lesson for us all to remember. It is easy for us to think more highly of ourselves than we ought and start meddling in affairs where we have no business meddling. But Amaziah would not heed. Therefore, Jehoash, king of Israel, went out. So he and Amaziah, king of Judah, faced one another at 
Beth Shemesh, which belongs to Judah. And Judah was defeated by Israel, and every man fled to his tent. Then Jehoash, king of Israel, captured Amaziah, king of Judah, the son of Jehoash, the son of Ahaziah, at Beth Shemesh. And he went to Jerusalem and broke down the wall of Jerusalem from the gate of Ephraim to the corner gate, 400 cubits. And he took all the gold and silver, all the articles that were found in the house of the Lord and in the treasuries of the king's house and hostages and returned to Samaria. King Jehoash defeated Judah, tore down 600 feet of the wall of Jerusalem, ransacked the temple and palace and took prisoners. He also took King Ahaziah captive. Now the rest of the acts of Jehoash, which he did, his might, and how he fought with Amaziah, king of Judah, are they not written in the book of the Chronicles of the kings of Israel? So Jehoash rested with his fathers and was buried in Samaria with the kings of Israel. Then Jeroboam, his son, reigned in his place. Thus ends the life of King Jehoash of Israel. This was an interesting twist in the histories of Israel and Judah. A king from Israel was given victories over Syria and Judah, while a king of Judah, because of his pride and idolatry, suffered a defeat before Israel. God is impartial and just. He delivers anyone who calls upon his name, but he also forsakes those who forsake him. You've been listening to Simply the Bible, the Through the Bible teaching program of Pastor Daryl Zachman of Calvary Chapel, Treasure Valley. For more information about our church, please visit our website at calvarytv.org. To listen to other episodes, go to 941thevoice.com or check out our iTunes podcast. Tomorrow we'll see where King Amaziah of Judah is assassinated and Jeroboam II becomes king of Israel. Though Israel tries his patience, God looks upon their affliction and saves them. We hope you'll join us as we continue in the book of 2 Kings on Simply the Bible.